0: 10.
1: What's next for NXT's Champions with TakeOver on October the 8th just around the corner? Where are things going next? Uh, Hello and welcome to the LOP Radio NXT review, or Wrestling Headlines NXT review. Site names changed, we will probably change the name of all the radio stuff. <laughs> my name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and we are live here on YouTube and will also be later available in podcast form. Uh, links in the description or head over to WrestlingHeadlines.net for all your le- latest wrestling news and whatever. Uh, this week, I have once again brought in the help of James Boyd of One Nation Radio to help me cover the show as my eyes get really blurry and hopefully as he's American, <laughs> not as blurry... <laughs> He's informed me he's had just as long of a day, so we might
0: be matched, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, 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 except, you know, you're five hours in front of me, so it's, it's way worse on your end. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: yeah, 20 past one currently that we're going live, so it's, you know, it's pretty late, <laughs> and I'm knackered as it is, but like, like, family things have kept me kind of on my toes as I hold in a sneeze to get through the intro, oh dear. Right. Oh, man. What's making me sneeze at 20 past one in the morning? It's not any bloody <laughs> outside coming in or anything. Oh, right. Actually, I, but the light that I've got shining on me is currently being used to do uh, extension work for, like, building and things. So, it just smells of plasterboard right now. <laughs> so, that might be it. It's <laughs> just dust flying off my light into my face. Uh, anyway, uh, so, this week on NXT, we got a kind of run of, like, champions in action or champions talking about what's going to be coming next. And... As it wasn't really a momentous episode, I think I'll call it. It was things happening, and uh, we, I've kind of gotten used to NXT like going at it hard, throwing something big out there. We've had for like for the past two weeks the uh, spicy chicken special Tuesday shows, and it's, it's the font they used. It reminded me of get the spicy chicken now. <laughs> That's the font they use. But uh, we we had those shows for the past two weeks, and of course they were like pretty big. when They were building the big NXT championship matches ended with an amazing steel cage match like they were big occasions this week whatever the opposite of that is just kind of like it's still entertaining I still had fun with it but I wouldn't it's nowhere near the level of like the past few weeks or kind of the USA run I've kind of become accustomed to a pretty low key week but they were building and takeovers just round the corner
0: yeah um I would agree that it's it's weird, though, because, like, they were still hot-shotting. Like, they, they threw out, you know, a tag-team title rematch out of nowhere. Um, they also thing. put together um, Damian Priest's first um, North American title defense. Um, it, you know, it, so it was kind of... It was still, like, they threw out two title uh, matches for you to watch. Um, so, I, maybe it's a star power thing where, you know, you have Gargano... And Cole and Balor and chomp in the ring together, and then after the next week after that, they they you know, they give a a draw hour long Iron Man match, mm-hmm. and then decide to go and give you another title match on uh, the next week. So maybe it's just the star power thing, but it felt to me, you know, um, this reminded me of like the like a two hour version of like the NXT used to get on the network to where it was like, all right, they advertise you know maybe two two or three things, those matches are great and then you get tag matches with give you another that, um aren't necessarily big billing and they come through um and I, I was especially um optimistic about the tag match between Jessica uh Jessica Mea and Zayli and um Casey and Caden. so I really enjoyed this episode it, it it made me it made me heart back and and pine for older days
1: yeah, yeah so yeah it felt like the kind of show where if it'd been 1 hour long it would have Kind of perfect. <laughs> There's like a few things taken out of there, maybe save for next week or whatever. Uh, the thing that's kind of like dawn on me is October 8th really isn't that long away. And I've, as right. soon as they announced it, it felt like it felt a little bit out of nowhere. And immediately, I was like, "What are they competing against?" <laughs> and as far as I can tell, <laughs> wrestling-wise, there doesn't seem to be anything. <laughs> October 8th is a really random date. I can't find yeah. like wrestling-wise. I don't think there is anything. Obviously. I'm not American. Don't follow American sports. October 8th doesn't stick out. (laughs) That's like a big
0: sports day or anything. Um, I mean, they're potentially going against, uh, a NBA finals game, which is stupid, but you know, the, um, they love putting their pay-per-views or specials, network specials on Sundays against NBA special days. So that's nothing new for them. It's just the fact that they're doing with the, the, um, third brand is kind of funky but um <laughs> outside of that I, you know i looked around and i was like wow october what is there the aw has going that they're trying to <laughs> yeah, uh, thought, that, yeah. they're, that they're trying to cut with with baking soda but uh apparently is nothing and then um there's also going to be another takeover in december too as well which is hmm. odd
1: yeah it's well especially because it's right near like a big takeover like You'd assume like Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. That's when they do
0: the big ones. Like it's War Games. That's when people say it. Right. And well, you Royal know, Rumble's. it might it might be a situation where they don't want to you know ah. do that anymore. At least right now, because of the pandemic. And mm. you know, what's the point of having War Games? And you know, can you do it in full cell Because they're not letting NXT mm. uh, people get to the Thunderdome. That's a shout.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's still, as far as I know, there's still plans for the Royal Rumble. They're still putting out statements. Maybe it's just for the investors, but they're still putting out statements saying, oh, we're trying to get to like a live attendance of some sort. Like, I don't know if they're seeing what's happening with sports around the world, maybe, and just seeing what's kind of happening there. Like Japan, for example, like G1 Climax starts this Saturday, and my life becomes mental yep. <laughs> in terms of that. Uh, I'll be covering that with Sir Sam in column form every single week. And I'm assuming you and Mitch will also cover it on One Nation Radio in some fashion. But it's, Yeah,
0: it's but, it's yeah. it's going <sighs> to it's get gonna crazy. be a mess this week. It's <laughs> yes. about to be a mess. Like, yeah. yeah, like, over here we have the NBA Finals that are going to pop off um, on in October, early October as well. You have um, football, uh, or American football just started as well, um, their season, which is like, I can't believe there's college and professional football going on. Like, there's too many people like there aren't people in, in the stands it's and like they're not testing people like every day it's it's a mm. it's a real uh situation over here <laughs> with our sports um mm. and then on top of that like um Stardom their 5-star Grand Prix uh their final night is actually the same um is actually on Saturday is as, as the G1 is starting so mm. like like I'm trying to watch all this stuff where I can get the Stardom out the way and then watch the G1 so it's like I'm going to try to catch up on the G1 by the time they actually get the show uploaded on for for the Grand Prix, which might be, like, Wednesday. And by that point, it's like I'm behind, like, maybe three shows. And it's like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it's it's, it's about to be a real mess this October. It really is. And and Rich is getting married on the 10th of October, too. And I'm his best man. So it's like it's going to be a... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a mess but we're gonna make it i'm gonna try to make it work priorities priorities
1: <laughs> uh, and like because like with our sports over here the uh the premier league for football has been putting in applications for the government to let them let fans back in in some capacity And okay. like this week there's a really weird thing where clubs suddenly had like three hours to get a form in to say that oh We'd like to be part of a test, like an experiment to see what it's like to have 2,000 people come in. And it's like, wait, you want to have a, essentially you'd have to contact so many people within a city and so many of your employees to get that to work when, you know, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be working. They're probably currently furloughed. Uh, never mind the city planners for events and things. And uh, it's not that easy just to open a stadium to let thousands of fans in. Right. Like my city a- didn't get it done in time, so it's not an issue for
0: me. But okay, and I'm different. assuming like the players aren't in a bubble, or bubble individual bubbles at all. They're just like, They're in you know. Training camp bubbles, I'd say. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's that's kind of how it is for football. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> American football, sorry. American football. Not, this not, is going to confusing with your, you both not calling your football. it football.
1: Neither of us stepping back and going, no, you call it football. I'm, like, no, I'm going to bloody call no, it football. No,
0: <laughs> no this, this is how it works for me. Mm. Whenever I'm talking to someone that's not American, mm. um... I call it football and then I call American football, American football. <laughs> At least I try to sometimes I slip up and I always apologize because obviously Ooh. like we have this janky thing that is not anything involving foot and ball that often. So like, you know, I, 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 I'm aware of American, you know, um, <laughs> Except- mm. Exceptionalism, in, in quotes. but <laughs> well, like,
1: um, like, so over here, it was a massive story. not massive story, relatively big story about Alex Morgan signing for Tottenham Hotspurs, English club in the, in our women's league. Yeah,
0: yeah. first
1: And it's it, it's interesting just because I know we're slightly off topic, but we're also slightly on <laughs> because it's about WWE wanting to open right. and doing shows. We can tie it back. Right. But it suddenly, as soon as saw like that story break, and it got lots and lots of attention. Suddenly, I was just thinking, yeah, that makes sense. If you're an American sports person and you see what's happening and how the pandemic's being handled, why would you stay? Especially in the, like in the football game, where like it's it literally is played all over the world. This isn't baseball, <laughs> World Series for just America. Was it a World Series? Then <laughs> it's in one country. That's not the world. <laughs> but right. don't even like at least include Japan or something like that, a country on the side of the world. <laughs> they love baseball. <laughs> But, like, yeah, over here, like, obviously, that like, everything's getting underway in Europe and it's being handled differently. I'll be kind to say differently. <laughs> because I can't jump too much. <laughs> because the UK's not handling it well. Uh, I mean, but, you're handling better than us, so... That's the... The bright side is, like, oh, we, like we can say, oh, we've got thousands dead. Yeah, but at least it's not hundreds of thousands. Oh, that's a, right. <laughs> that's a bright right. side, yeah. Looking for a bright well, yeah, side. Yeah,
0: like, we're... Yeah, like we're at, like we're, we're right at 200,000 uh, mm.
1: deaths. Mm. Right and, at it. And it's, it's not the, because the we were having in this country now is we're about to enter the, like, the colder periods. And the wind, yep. the Christmas season especially. And the entire time the experts have been telling us that this is a period to really be scared about. If there's going to be a second wave, it'll be here. Somewhere in this like three, four month bracket is where it will happen. And, like, obviously that's a worry for us. And we're having individual cities kind of locked down again and go to different measures. Uh, the northeast of England, like Newcastle and all that area, has gone into special measures. Uh, not my place. We're fine. <laughs> We've been good over here. It's not ready. bad yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't even know where to begin with America. It just, uh, like, especially with that... So that comment from Vince McMahon, or, uh, to kind of just bringing it back to we were still trying to get people back in, the likelihood right. is it's going to get worse over these next few months rather than better. And that's what everything's telling us is going to happen. And, I mean, it stayed, it's not really gone down in America. It's stayed, if not climbed, every now and then. Uh, which, it's, I don't know. If I'm expecting a huge jump off, it will just be staying the same again, which is technically bad, <laughs>
0: in a way. Uh, I'm not an expert, but I know... I uh, imagine... I imagine that it's going to, you know, once it gets cold again, or it's going to get worse. Like, just like, you know, how you mentioned earlier. So I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've told to, I've told a bunch of my friends, like, I'll see you in 2021. Um, like rich, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm doing, uh, Rich's wedding activities. And outside of that, like, I'm not, I'm I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like I mm. like when people talk about like, you know, WrestleMania next year in Los Angeles, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Sure.
1: Sure. Oh, no, it's yeah. We've got our fair share, I'll call them people with difficulties on taking in information. <laughs> We've got those over here as well. Uh yeah, like, it's, For me, it, like, if you're somebody who is like, working a full-time job and because the news about it changes so frequently and over here what the measures are is changing so rapidly and you're somebody trying to keep up with it but you're just working so much you just can't take it all in that I'm fine with but piss off with your conspiracy theories <laughs> It's just ridiculous Oh, like, again, Flip Gordon, you idiot I loved how the whole wrestling community came together. It was like, oh, isn't it weird that the fires aren't going anywhere above there? And it's like, you're looking at a U.S. data picture? <laughs> like, what an idiot. <laughs> My God. Oh.
0: And while that happened, like, you look at that picture that he posted, there were still fires, like, at the borderline in, like, Canada and Mexico. So it's like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, yes, it, <laughs> you are right. It was a U.S. map. But they still didn't even went outside of U.S. to show that there were fires happening outside. It's like, Flip, what are you talking about, bro? And I like uh, Flip. Like, I, I hope mm. out for the best for Flip.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the favorite tweet about it was from David Finley. Where it was like, Flip, oh, yes. Flip yes. you are by far the stupidest person I know. And I know Osprey. <laughs> a, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, take, which can link us to G1 Climax, which can link us to our crazy schedule, which can link us to no way in hell are live fans really going to work. I mean, it sounds like it's something maybe just to keep the investors on board. I always take it with a grain of salt whenever a man makes a big statement like that, purely because yeah, it's right. maybe
0: not for us. I can debate it or whatever, like, but... Yeah, he's definitely... Try- like, they're definitely trying to get fans in. The thing for me is just, like, I don't know why that would scare off potential investors, out because, like, I don't know what you're investing in unless you're investing in the fact that they have their T V contract. Mm. Yeah. You know, like that is supposed to be that is their thing. Like when people you know, we've seen people complain talk about um some segment of creative that was just like, oh my god, that was train wreck television. And they say, Well, look it, look what it did for YouTube numbers, and you're like, Go look at their numbers for how for how much money they make out of uh YouTube. Like one week of television, they make like in a month of television like three times what they make on YouTube for the whole year. Like so, you know, whatever. Um I don't know. It, all right. So, uh NXT. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so 15 minutes on <laughs> just a whole array of issues. <laughs> really. We've painted the wrestling picture for you before going into it. <laughs> it's yes. the current standings of everything. Uh but we got three champions on the show tonight. Technically Finn Balor cut a promo after he was the hype for the show. Thought that was a little bit odd. <laughs> like. If you watch Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor got his promo for NXT. Like three times it played. I think if I'm right. There was a whole period on Raw. <laughs> have, uh, I did a rant about it. On the Monday Night Raw review. But. There was 30 minutes. Where nothing happened. <laughs> Just nothing. 30 minutes to set up a cage. What is wrong with you? That's <laughs> insane. Uh, but within like that period. And throughout the show. Finn Balor. Was like the hype point. Of like. What's going to happen? Now he's NXT champion. The answer. Is. ...is nothing because he's not on the show. <laughs> Which is a really weird hype idea to do that. He cut a promo with pretty was just saying... ...it's time for the others to step up. But with October 8th, what, three weeks away? That's not much time for us to establish somebody. And he wasn't on the show. They did they did things with the other titles... ...but seemingly more wrapping up current stuff... ...rather than generally setting up the next contender. That seems to be coming a little bit next week. We've got a Battle Royal on the way got some rivalries playing out as well. Uh, the North American Championship was kind of settled this week. Same with the Tag Team Championship, so it gives them three weeks to set up the next lads. I generally... I want to end as the... William Beagle called it the Gauntlet Elimination. <laughs> that was it. The Gauntlet Eliminator. <laughs> that was it. Uh, I feel like you should say that in the Joey Styles voice rather than whatever I was going for. Gauntlet <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> Go <on, an> Elimination! <laughs> That, that was Drew Styles apparently. <laughs> not at half one. It isn't. <laughs> I isn't. Don't know who that was. Uh, but yeah, it was. You got so we've got things building to it. But I've not really got in terms of Finn Balor. We've ended up starting on him <laughs> because of his promo. I really don't know who's going to be number one contender. As I really don't want it to be a repeat person. But we've got our five way. I think I noted down the lads that are in it. If I can bloody find my notes, where are you? This is amazing content as well. Oh, yeah, it's they teased idea.
0: people like Cameron Grimes, Gargano, oh, did, yeah. Cole, um, Thatcher. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't notice that. And, down and a something.
0: few other people, but they mm. didn't go into specifics of like the act. But it was more than five people, and they said it was a five person match.
1: <laughs> so hopefully it's a bit more thought out than the promo video for it was. As <laughs> they so, say, five people and feature more than five, just to confuse us. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we got. Can't be advertising hmm. that. <laughs> and we've got number one contender stuff set up to happen in the future uh, very neat future with this Gauntlet Eliminator and Battle Royale as well next week so we're at a point now where it could be a whole array of people but no one really stands out really, especially for the NXT Championship do they go with somebody right. new? Like it's a random takeover Like they could take a stab at somebody or risk a gamble at a new person or you stay with the trusted which I- arguably wouldn't do this feels like a good time to give somebody an opportunity to kind of step up really i wouldn't really stick with the current thing uh personally i absolutely love cameron grimes (laughs) i he was a linchpin of that ladder match (laughs) i've come to love him again he's the one accent i can do so that that doesn't hurt either (laughs) but he's uh uh, oh, I don't know if he's NXT Championship at a takeover <laughs> kind of level, but I don't know uh, what level to take this takeover at either, because is this like a B-Pay-Per-View or whatever? Who knows? It's just come out of nowhere. They announced it on bloody Twitter. <laughs> That's not exactly a huge hype kind of generating idea. Uh, it's yeah, They'll get hype obviously on NXT next week. So it's, it's an odd one. So I think in terms of the NXT Championship, there's a reason I didn't put Finn Balor... On the uh, image this week for the show. Because uh, it's not really that clear. There isn't a blatant direction to really go for it. And I kind of feel like gaunt- the gauntlet match will do that. It will give them a nice direction. Uh, let's go for the other uh, women's. The other top title in NXT. The NXT Women's Championship. feel like there's a bit more direction there. And you've got genuine stories building. The question is which stories then shift gears to the title. And we've had to go to right. Kai for a while. This week, we got Shotzi Blackheart versus EO Shirai. Uh, I'll just quickly bash through my notes for this. Uh, they kicked off the show, these two. And the champ and the Greenhead warrior with one hell of an opener. Uh, the, kind of the flow for the first part was Eo doing well to control and Shotzi impressing with her fights back in. Uh, there was an awesome sequence of moves as Blackheart German suplex Shirai before then rolling over with the arms hooked into a great-looking submission. Uh, that was fantastic. In the latter half... EO trying to assert that control again, but Shotzi was stopping her and countering each time, until Shavai had had enough. After getting knocked to the apron, Blackheart attempted a destroyer of sorts, but was countered with EO following up with a painful looking German, landing her high on the apron. And the moonsault soon followed, the champion's shins driving right into Shotzi's chest. Ouch! (laughs) And uh, that was talked about quite a lot when I went to Twitter this morning. He's like, oh god, that, that was a painful-looking date <laughs> like, A show of respect after the match, as the as the now full-time NXT commentator Wade Barrett states states how much Blackheart impressed against the champion. There, yeah, so this is set, in terms of the Battle Royale next week. This is really elevating Shotzi and kind of setting her up for the future. Because I don't think she's
0: winning next week, but it sets her up. Yeah, she's gonna end up in the top four. Maybe even she finishes last person eliminated. They're um they're finally pushing her. Like before, she was just on TV and she was eating L's, but she was in that stage where she's like somebody that's on the back burner that they plan that they're trying to get established to eventually push down the line. And after she beat Mia a few weeks ago, and Mia seems to be headed towards going to the main roster. Um, there's a Obviously a power vacuum like Mia was a gatekeeper like if you beat Mia you are a contender and she just took EO to the limit like this wasn't like um, this is more competitive than even the um, Dakota Kai match if you just get rid of the uh, Reina Reina Gonzalez cheating or Raquel Gonzalez mm-hmm. cheating so um, yeah, like, it looks like she's gonna be a player, um, which you know, I'm happy for this was the best match she's had on NXT um they they they, they had really good chemistry really good chemistry
1: mm, i generally agree because uh, Shossi blackheart has been built up slowly over the course of these uh, past few weeks but nothing exceptional things they like, just consistency uh, this is the first time i really felt like it's like no yes, yeah, she is one for the future and nxt normally does that like you'll sometimes you'll have those weeks where there isn't anything super major but they'll do that, they'll build somebody and Shotzi got built really strongly this week and but yeah. in terms of who I would pick, because of course Mia Yim is likely looking like to be part of Retribution, with Dijakovic playing the role of Dominic Mystery Man with <laughs> <is. laughs> his mask on under his voice. No. I was so proud when I came up with that on Monday. <laughs> it's just just a crappy day for him. Uh, in terms of who I think is gonna win the women's match it's. I feel like it's a bit more open. You've got that. You've got multiple feuds in there as well, and uh, Ray Ripley's front and center. But I, you don't do that on a takeover that was announced on Twitter. <laughs> it was your right, eye, ray please a little <laughs> bit bigger than that, <laughs> personally? Yep. Yep. I think. Yep. I agree. I think I'm getting closer to. I think Mercedes Martinez would be a decent pick, mostly because you hmm. got Candice and Tegan are. Pretty strongly, we're with still within their feud. They've not had their blow-off match yet. You' yep. can continue building to that, and Tegan has recently had kind of that title shot opportunity. It doesn't really feel like it's Candice's kind of part. but she's not at that point yet, Candice. Maybe after a feud with Tegan, she'll be perfectly placed for it. But Mercedes Martinez, she had that great match against Ray Ripley, and if you're not going to do it with Ripley, which you really shouldn't, <laughs> then Mart- Martinez is not a bad shout. Uh, for this kind of elevation, because she is, a, she's, a, she is one that where winning this could really elevate her, and she does kind of need it. Whilst like everyone else in the match is, yeah, they're being built and they're impressive, but either it's not quite the right time, or it's the, or, yeah, or they're not at that level where it would just be weird. Like Casey Catanzaro as much as I love Casey Catanzaro yeah, her winning just doesn't really make sense. Same with Aaliyah. Right. He, Robert Stone can tweet oh, it yeah. as much as he likes. <laughs> Aaliyah is not winning. <laughs> but Mercedes yeah. Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've got a lot of bias. I love Mercedes Martinez, but I feel like she is like really the perfect one for it.
0: Yeah, she probably is given the timing, um, and so that means it'll probably be Raquel Gonzalez <laughs> she's oh, been, yeah. because she's been super protected. Um, every time, you know, Dakota ever had any shine or ever won anything was because Raquel or Mercedes Martinez got involved. Um, Mercedes was to, you know, piss off, uh, Rhea, but Raquel, you know, that tag match they had, um, with Raquel and Dakota versus Io and Rhea, what was that, th- two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Two, two or three, yeah. Yeah, uh, Raquel didn't get pinned in that. Mm-hmm.
1: That's another, that's the stronger shout, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've and, they've given know, her the, the nickname end... Big Mama Cool as well, like they like, building a bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. In the end of that match, like, you know, they, they took out Rhea, and there were two or three near falls that you actually got to bite in that, oh my God, like they're about to pin Io Shirai. Um, and they, and, you know, that was, I feel like that was a, I can see it happening. Um, is it something I particularly want to see? No. Um, but it's somebody protected? And you know, um, eventually she's going to either get a match with EO or a match with Rhea. Uh, it's going to be one or the other. And it looks like I don't know what Rhea's going to be doing. Like, maybe this, maybe this leads to a match with with Rhea, like Rhea and in Ra- Raquel, as far as like you know, battle of the of the giants. So, um, but. I think she's going to be a player. I imagine her being in the the Final Four as well. Mm.
1: Uh, Just a little apologies for a little bit of sound audio. If you can detect it, I can. I don't know if the mic can. Uh, I live near an army base, and a helicopter is currently flying over. (laughs) So it's not that low. When they're low, you can feel it in your butt. (laughs) They're not that low. It's all right. But uh, just a little... I know some people have really high-quality headphones, and it might annoy you. So (laughs) apologies for that. Uh, But yeah, it's... I feel like it'll be a big lass. I think that we've both kind of agreed on that. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, I feel like heel and it probably one of the stronger lasses as well, For all. I feel like EO would work really well with that kind of chemistry, and it's not one we've really seen with the kind of competitors she's been against. Uh, her against a big lass, I feel like that'd be... I'd like to see that. To
0: be pretty good. Yeah, she, she works... She historically works well with... Firstly, anybody you put in there, it doesn't matter. But like whether it was someone like Jazzy Gabbard from NXT UK, or in the past, or someone like um like Piper Niven in the past as well. Um, she she's she works well with anyone. Um, doesn't matter size, doesn't matter skill set. She's that talented. Um, it's just you know, um, uh, is it something that like makes sense as far as the roster positioning? And I, you know, some of them yes. Uh, Raquel is just a more of a all right, let's push. Let's actually push somebody that hasn't been here for like, you know, two years on our um, television. Um, but either way, I imagine EO walks out of this takeover with the belt. Yeah. Still.
1: That's why I feel like build somebody rather than just throw somebody in there. And um, Sage Martinez can get elevated by this. Uh, and the win in the Battle Royal, I feel like, will be enough to elevate her. Then you have the match with EO. She doesn't have to win. I feel like should be fine. Right. Do for, do a right. screwy reason as well if you really want to, uh, but yeah, that's what I'd go with. Um, again, Big Mama Cool would also work with that. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. You know, <laughs> so I don't really now. I don't mind which one. I like both our suggestions with that one. The other one, that's a bit more open, the North American Championship uh, with uh, Damien Priest, which was the main event of the show, and for me, a little the thing that was a little bit telling was when Johnny Gargano was getting angry and ordering a new television. He was also cut in a promo in the North American Championship scene. <laughs> Isn't that, the interweaving of that, I <laughs> thought was great. And I found that a little bit telling of, oh, well, maybe you do Johnny Gargano. You're just nice and simple. You have him run his mouth against the other North American Championship lads, and then he gets a title opportunity and you use him to build Damien Priest. Uh, that's kind of, again, it's such short t- term that I'm kind of grasping at any kind of build there has been, really and with the gauntlet next week you might get a few people who would normally be in that scene go for the NXT title instead so as johnny has directly addressed the fact of going for the north american championship uh, even when he was saying oh god get, get to watch these idiots wrestle at least it won't be in hd because i have my hd tv next week <laughs> i'll have to see these idiots in hd <laughs> just, the fact he cut a promo <laughs> on that i thought was great um but yeah if, if it's not joining organo then uh, it could be anybody because they've got a load of people in the middle. Like it could be Bronson Reed. They've faced uh, him. Have got history, and they've not really had their. They've had their. Aren't we great match on NXT that they can like cement it with the title match, which is what they've done with North American Championship before, like Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Like they had their matches where they're just telling the audience, "Look, we're great, aren't we?" And then we all like. I mean, I watched it in PWG. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you are great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, then they have their title match later down the line. And Bronson Reed and Damian Priest have also had their match like that. So next step is the North American Championship one. Really depends on who's in the gauntlet. Like, who's getting elevated by that and who kind of stays in the North American Championship scene. Don't really know right now. Like, is anyone jumping out to you for Priest?
0: Honestly, no. And, you know, you can kind of pull a a, a card out of a hat or whatever else. It it doesn't really... um... It doesn't really. uh, There's nothing they can build fast enough to get you intrigue, unless like, I don't know. I mean, I really the only person he has real history with is Bronson Reed, like you you mentioned, and that might be too soon to go to. um, Like, I I feel like they're in a nice spot with Bronson Reed after you know, um, having him around for about a year before they actually decided to really do anything with him. So, um, I would rather have him amongst. I'd rather see him like Russell Cameron Grimes again. That sort of thing. Oh, I mm. don't even mean necessarily as a takeover thing. Like, as far as I like, actually have a program with him for now, similar to um, what Grimes is doing with Damian Priest before he won North American title. Like, you know, they 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 definitely need to work on their their men's single uh, division as far as like you know building up fresher acts because you know that top four that they had in there is like all right, well, who 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 are they moving out the way to put on takeover? Aside mm. Besi- aside from those four, like is you know it's. It's it's um it's it's for lack of better words right now stale um so they definitely need to work and I you know that's why you know the the Kikita thing this week I really appreciate is like they're trying to freshen this thing up it seems I think they realize that like they can't rely on Johnny and Champa and uh, Balor and Cole in the way that they have over the past five years
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long uh, yeah. Totally agree, and that's why the North American Championship scene kind of feels nice, because it is completely new with the matches that we're getting. Nothing We've not seen any of these matchups before, especially for the title, and that, that's really great, whilst with the NXT Championship, it's because of what we saw the past two weeks with the Fatal 4-Way and then the singles match that follows. It's a lot of, it's the same guys, and it, can, it feels like it needs to move past that point. Then what do you yep. do with the other guys? I don't know. Like, we're seeing Kyler Riley, Torasso Champa teased this week on Raw. Yep. With Kyler Riley as the parking lot guardian. It was like, yeah, I like uh, I like what they're doing there. Kind of uh, something, the same faction in a way, just building something slightly differently. I like that. Yeah. Uh, as for Damien Priest, this week he defended the title against Timothy Thatcher in the main event. It's a quick blast through. Uh, this was the agile big fella versus the rugged Thatcher's Thatch can. Right. Technique and tactic versus talent and playing in the moment. Uh, thatcher targeting priest's arm with the champion trying to fight back in uh, with his limb continuously targeted just over the course wearing and tearing having its effect uh, with priest unable to lift thatcher up for the choke slam instead reverting to a elevated flatliner of sorts uh, before motivating himself to fight through the pain he did the new japan thing <laughs> he fought through the pain <laughs> to hit that south of heaven sit down choke slam I had to Google that. <laughs> never remember the name of his secondary moves. <laughs> uh, the second or so of wincing pain was enough time for Thatcher to kick out. or that's, that's why he worked the arm. Even if he hits the move, he bloody kicks out. With the flow of the match finally on his side, Priest never gave up, flying off the top rope with an awesome spin kick and uh, nailing the reckoning. I think that's what he calls his crossroads. I just type the crossroads and go, that's not right. <laughs> I have to do after I call him Punishment Martinez no, nope, that's not right either <laughs> to get everything <laughs> <laughs> And that scores the three uh, Priest retains, uh, Proving he can fight Through a challenger Really zoning in And wearing him down Which will be something We'll see over and over In the G1 Climax <laughs> Like get used to this thing People fighting through the pain uh, We've got some big boy Big boy matches coming <laughs> Get excited guys Yeah uh, Yeah But yeah Yeah uh, A decent main event and we've kind of talked about the scene already it was uh, again that final run of uh, Damian Priest I thought was great especially that spin kick off the top like I'm watching Ring of Honor and now whenever I'm watching me NXT I'm like I swear I've seen you do everything in Ring of Honor or something so I've not been super surprised but that kick that got me I was generally excited for that kick and the final championship to talk about the NXT tag team championships uh Breeze and Go. uh this week they defeated imperium and I th- it was either you or jake I can't remember which guest it was but we we're talking about the tag team championships and oh it was the week where swerve he swerve attacked them from their blind side but he did it i found this when when of it, like attack somebody from behind and catch them off guard But Swerve did that atop of a forklift, (laughs) uh, caught them by surprise, attacking them from the front (laughs) with a forklift. (laughs) It's like that is some incredible ninja skills.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was that was two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, I think that was the show opener before the uh, Iron Person match, Iron Woman match, Iron Woman Iron Man match. (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah, it was just.
1: Uh, it was a fun match. It's just you know you gotta just suspend your <laughs> disbelief for a second. Like, wait, how did he surprise attack him from the front with a forklift? <laughs> just, just if you know if if Rich could ask him the question, <laughs> It's just uh, how Housework. <laughs> how was there a third man well, you, driving it <laughs> as well? Uh,
0: did he did he actually bring the forklift up? It was I don't already remember.
1: up, I think. It was already right at the top when they came yeah. in and they just jumped off yeah,
0: it. Yeah, it yeah. might have been one of those situations where the spotters underneath were in need for brawling, you know, fake brawling while waiting for the guy to fall so they can catch him. It might have been one of those. Mm. <laughs> Still, one of my favorite right. nonsense moments. Yeah. <laughs> recent times. Uh,
1: but that match kind of made me realize, oh, well, Leguero del Fantasma, surely we, you've got of oh, former Zima Ion, uh, Joaquin Wild, and Val Mendoza. There we go, NXT names got them. And, like, surely (laughs) those two are right up there to challenge Breezango. Uh, Because I'm all for that faction just getting all the gold. I think they're they're great. Uh, Personally, I even think the champion's, like, greater than the Cruiserweight Championship. Like, he could generally be elevated further past that uh, because he's done an absolutely solid run with it so far. He's not really had... As in, he's felt like a great champion. That doesn't mean he's had great defences. That doesn't mean... Yep. He's had a lot really to chew on and work with, but I feel like overall the presentation, the character, the stable, it just works. And yes. I'm totally in on it. So give them more gold, like really establish them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm kind of feeling right now. Uh, is there anyone I'm missing? Like who could go after Breezango? Ooh.
0: I feel like um... it's pretty empty. Uh... In time for takeover, no, I don't really see something like that. Um, so yeah, that that will be my guess. And honestly, before you even brought them up, I had nothing. Like <laughs> I don't know who the next tables talents are. I have no idea. But yeah, why not them? Mm. And like, that's how thin this division is now. They have to. Yeah. They need to start making tag teams.
1: Mm. And they've got one. Just use them. <laughs> like they're right there in front of you. Uh, I mean, that's what they're doing in the uh, women's division right now. It's like, oh, aren't these people a good tag team? as a, uh I, I guess they might might i mean not seen them <laughs> They might be good i don't know um but yeah i'm, I'm talking about are you talking about casey and uh Caden? i think that was the first week they did them but they've at least used them enough now where I'm kind of feeling it? i think this week they were like oh I can't wait to see giant uh, Gia lee and uh jesse camilla oh
0: jesse camilla yeah. jesse camilla yeah yeah the, um those are those four are basically like uh, Largo Loop staples. Like those, are, they're yeah, you yeah. see them, you know, fairly often um, at Largo House shows. Um, Casey and and Caden are two people that like me and Rich talk to talk about kind of often as far as like, you know, the embarrassment of of women's talent they have down at NXT is like when the hell are they ever going to get a shot? Are they ever going to get a shot? And mm. you know that tag match made me you know kind of happy because you know that's the kind of stuff they do on the Largo House show. Mm-hmm. That's that's normal. Mm. So, so to get to feature out on
1: TV, then that's a I say that's quite a that's a good thing to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Even, like I'm, you know, you you know, you compare it to the lack of talent, the lack of uh, women's talent they have, of top women's talent they have in AEW. You're kind of like, oh my god, they they have to be like, I can't, you know. It, it kind of burned them up. It's like. I could be on TV right now, but fucking Io Shirai's in the way, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Or Mercedes Martinez, Rhea Ripley, who are all great, you know? Mm. They have, it's, it, it has to suck to be like, damn, like, I wish I could go somewhere to where I could actually be utilized, but, you know, it is what it is, and mm. if you want to get better at this, like, you're probably going to get better buying your time and waiting to wrestle them. Mm. Um, but,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, today, Taya Conti is a, a great point in that, where she was, being featured every now and then i'd put her kind of in this group essentially of people who yeah they'd actually impressed me and i thought they were doing really well but there's such a such a depth of talent that they actually just get pushed down because the nxt women's division is so stacked so incredibly full that there's a whole load of people that just aren't really going to get elevated or anything and if wwe kind of want to take their women's tag team championship Tad more seriously, yeah, you've got so much talent that this group of people who just aren't really gonna get featured, make them into tag teams. Like, why not? Actually, build up like that. And Terrell Conti's gone to AW and is immediately fe- featured on television. Just case in point. I mean, she was getting her ass beat, <laughs> but she was on television.
0: <laughs> so that's yeah. a uh, yeah, that's yeah, like let her be point. in the dark water. They're doing well right now, very Ooh. well. Yeah,
1: especially if you watch Being the Elite, which. <laughs> I stopped I stopped doing that because I was, like, I like was so busy full of time I was just like I just like I, I don't even have time like, I can't even bother to watch it on the toilet or anything <laughs> it's just like no, it to you. I I finally picked it up a couple of weeks ago because I'd heard people say the dark order were really really good and then I finally watched it, it's like Oh my god, immediately I'm stunning John Silver. <laughs> he is amazing. Everybody likes John <laughs> yeah. Silver,
0: I swear. There's if you don't like John Silver, I don't know what to tell you. Like what more <laughs> do you want from him? Like Ooh. He, he he's so good in the ring. He's funny. He he's just a likable he's a likable person and he keeps coming up with witty stuff to pop people. And, you know, he's kinda like a a whooping boy for Brody when Brody mm. loses his mind at times too. So like just like a lot of the other people in dark order so like the, the act kind of works and i'm not even a person that i i can't time i watched a full episode of BTE, BT, but like people will give me so much word of mouth and they'll send me clips of stuff and i'm like that was good that was good that was good so it's like you know they have enhanced being the elite which is something because like people love that thing like mm. that is a that's a huge cult following
1: because I was somebody who watched their channel when it was just the three of them kind of mucking about on a G one tour. I think I was trying to kill time mm-hmm. <laughs> during the G one tour mm-hmm. So like really amateur Nick blatantly editing it like on his phone or whatever. <laughs> it's gonna do it. All. It's just them <laughs> pissing about, uh, and and I've di- I've kind of dipped in. I never really became an like an obsessive fan with it or anything. Even though. Like I can say it's like, oh, I checked it out before it became massive or famous.
0: Yeah, but I never got attached <laughs> to it. <laughs> it's not right, quite the right. same. Yeah, uh, I, I think I yeah. saw one full episode ever. It was an episode mm. where they were where Cody Cody was clearly trying to break up the elite uh, from mm. within and he was like this around the time he was telling like either Nick or Matt like singles. So <laughs> um he was at a snow lounge somewhere, like he had rented out of snow lounge with Brandy and like he looked like the biggest like rich heel since like rick flair in this place he's like look at me i'm rich as i'm rich as hell like it, it was just it was funny like it, I, I like heel cody more than a babyface cody but whatever uh we can we i guess we go back to nxt <laughs>
1: <laughs> so a nice little swing back will be aka we don't really know many contenders for the nxt type team championships <laughs> just to yes. swing that far away Uh, I will say, uh, the match this week, they defended against Imperium. A really entertaining tag title match. Uh, The second half, especially, was damn great. I saw quite a few people on Twitter just say, I think Voices of Wrestling might have also put out, just saying, like, God, if they keep having matches like this, I'm going to have to like Breezango? (laughs) Yeah, winning people over. Uh, Good to see. Uh, Eichner and Bartel charging the ring and assaulting the champions... Like, immediately, they absolutely no room for BS. They were out to make a statement, uh, keeping Fandango in the corner all the way to the ad break. Just complete domination. And the model was having to use all of his energy to fight back in and snatch an opening to swing in a lariat in hope to finally tag Breeze in. Uh, His partner ran riot with the hot tag, uh, taking both lads down all by himself. Fandango helping out now he was back up and then... Just kind of on the apron, leaning about doing stuff, but it was breeze blowing through the competition, and the challengers able to get back in with them both in better condition. But a more refreshed Fandango was then evening out the playing field. A high crossbody uh, with him going to the outside and his other person kind of going to the outside. Uh, shortly, <laughs> once again stopping Imperium with a string of super kicks. Uh, the flow is starting to kind of show itself there. Uh, Eichner unable to score the three after a strong German. Once again, Fandango fighting back in. Uh, the heels now unable to nail the double team offense that they were earlier throwing out with ease. Uh, attempting an NOD of sorts to breeze, Fandango's there with a drop kick and Bartel crashed to the outside before Tyler rolled Eichner up and scored the three. Uh, the champs retaining their first defense in a really fun match.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's the this. I yeah. Best I felt like it this is. was their best match in a while, like or mm. maybe since they've came back together as a team on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel they've they've been like as Michael
1: Cole would f- call it, they like to have fun, <laughs> and they've been doing that. <laughs> They're based on James but yeah, they 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 have been that uh, they have been doing that. They've been having fun. I loved it. Like I know quite a few people find the uh, the like pissing about being a bit silly. Uh, they're not massive fans of it, but again, Toro Yano is my G1 MVP every year. <laughs> like for me, Excuse me? Toro Yano is my G1 M. Not, not my serious MVP, <laughs> but like, he's the guy that I will jokingly nominate because I enjoy him so much. that like He's in the world of... Because of course, like, for the past few years, I've watched all of the shows entirely. Like, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there with Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy and Josh keep Keeping It Strong Style. I will watch everything. And when you do it like that, uh, Toyano is a fantastic breath of fresh air in an otherwise completely serious environment just for 510 minutes just have a bit of fun <laughs> it's just, it's just have. Torriano, I'm out.
0: I'm only letting this lie because I know you and I know you're prone to silliness so yes. that that's it, it's I, I I get it <laughs> I, but you know but you just says, mm. I know you, you know me. and You know I can't stand that nonsense. <laughs> it's it's not Rich Latto pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, it's damn straight, Jason. boy professional wrestling either. <laughs> but
1: he, um like so, so I really liked when uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze were coming out dressed as different workers <laughs> each week. Yes, uh, different gimmicks. Yeah, so they're like they're, especially as they would have a piece of noise or a theme or a stinger playing at the start, which was related to that. And you're like, oh, who's this? I was oh it's them. <laughs> I just love that feeling. It's like oh is there an act with a with an astronaut character? Oh wait no it's <laughs> it's Febreze. <laughs> <be all> right. <laughs>
0: At right. first I thought they were doing a village people gimmick and then it's like nah. like there and then once they came out as um, Top Gun like mm. they were like uh, Goose and Maverick I was like nah, this isn't <laughs> this is the village people no. <laughs> and
1: that the, the fact that they then used it to get into their opponents' heads like the one week they came out as Imperium. Like, oh, yes. Emporium, yes, <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, for me, that's where it came, came three sixty. <laughs> like it all just worked. <laughs> it made sense then. It's part of their character, so they can use it to insult them. Uh, but yeah, they're a really entertaining tag team, and this match with Imperium showed they can also have fantastic matches, uh, which we'd all forgotten with Tyler Breeze. Like his time in NXT before he got called up, he was having a lot of really good matches. And he's kind of forget that when he became, becomes a ca- comedy character on the main roster. Then he comes back to NXT and he's midway between the two now. Showing us, still doing a, a bit of the comedy stuff, but letting us know that no, he can still go. Like, he's still like a really good wrestler. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, now there's the, the bits of the show that I've missed to quickly go through yeah, before wrapping up. So first up was two first names, Desmond Troy versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Champer immediately grinding down Troy uh, The guy got in some offence By some I mean a decent wee drop kick uh, But the former NXT champion made short work of his opponent uh, Nailing the Willow's Wake, no Jeff Hardy r- With the rope draped DDT for the win After the match, Jake Atlas walks out And challenges Champer for a match next week And I really like that uh, Which went built up later With uh, Champer attacking Jake Atlas in the parking lot and then Kylo Riley, of all people, stepping up and shutting that all down. And Kylo Riley just at the end of the segment, just going, God, like, every week, like, it's the parking lot, guys, come on. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, then we cut to a daytime interview with Drake Maverick. He thinks everything's going to be fine in tagging with Killian Dane. Uh, we know how that goes. <laughs> really. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um... Then we go to uh, Austin Theory's open challenge, and it's Kushida who comes out. Uh, like Theory, cocky as always, calls himself a future first ballot Hall of Famer and gives the opportunity for someone in the back to have the privilege of getting beaten by him. When the Assault Avenger arrives, Kushida, <laughs> running down and attacking with aggression, aiming all at Austin's arm and assaulting an arse hat as Imp's alliteration game hits his peak point. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like I, uh, yeah, I love this on Kushida. <laughs> and, and I is, did too. answer is yes, I spent way too long trying to get all of those words beginning with the letter A. <laughs> to be way too long. Completely pointless as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm really liking Kushida at the moment. And it's the fact that the two people he's gone after Hmm, yes, the Assault Avenger. <laughs> like it's Because it, it, whenever, whenever you're seeing it happening right now, it's the... It's not quite Death of the Author, but it is... Uh, there is that... You try to watch an entertainment, and there's that back... Like, you know, like, it's not exactly clean viewing in a way. Um, I don't want really, to get too much into it, we've, we've done entire things on it already. Uh, but that feeling is still there. I just want to make a note of it. And Austin Theory is one of those people who, allegations, disappeared... Came back, there's been no word of anything. And of course it's come back into the spotlight again with uh, statements from Matt Riddle's camp. So it's uh, it's still there. It's obviously still there. And obviously in Britain it was such a massive thing that when wrestling starts to kick up again it'll be brought to the service once again, once again all dressed. Uh, and that also reminds me NXT UK's apparently turning up soon. Like all the wrestling journalists over here have been like attending things <laughs> and they've <laughs> Been promo's been putting out and they've uh, all been doing interviews with the NSC UK staff so I think it's airing t- either it either aired tonight or it's airing tomorrow it's one of the two I think like really yeah soon. I'm thinking
0: I, I'm thinking it was to, or tonight your time yeah I'm thinking it was at hmm. 8 o'clock to uh, on Thursday your time Ah. Yeah. So that yeah, that was today yeah. Oh, that that's that says something about even like
1: <laughs> even though I've seen so many of the people covering wrestling that <laughs> doing interviews with people, it's like yeah, but I've not clicked on any of those interviews. <laughs> I've not really checked out anything. Uh, all I watched was the video about what the setup is at the BT Sport headquarters. I don't really know where that is, uh, but it, that's where they're setting up. They're, yeah, they're setting up at BT Sports place, which. Yeah, it, it means they can be more fancy with it. It's not going to be dark and dingy, which is my worry. Just like in a dark, dingy garage-looking thing, which they they have done with passing to UK recordings. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I feel like that's better. But I'm still not really going to watch it when we've already talked about how mad <laughs> this next week or this next month is going to be. It's absolutely insane. There's no way yeah. I can fit that in. Like, not even going to debate it. Like, I've not watched Dynamite yet. <laughs> like you know, I'm, Oh wow! Just. Yeah, I was meant to get out a preview for the G1 climax, but that's not happening purely because of like real, real life is still happening as well. Like, don't forget that. <laughs> There's just right. so much going the, on.
0: Yeah, like right now, um, the uh, basically the semifinals of the NBA of the NBA championship uh, of the NBA playoffs is happening hmm. right now. I mean, like while doing this podcast, like I mean, if you ever catch me glancing over. I, I am watch. I am glancing over at the game because one of the best of seven uh, series is going on to determine the, uh, the the champion. So like, yeah, there's a lot going. On. And then like, once that's once this podcast is over, then I'm this is over with as well. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to flip on like the the pre, the penultimate uh, day of uh, the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix. Like, once that's over too. Like, so and much. like I watched. Yeah, and then I watched like uh, Dynamite last night. Like it's it's yeah it's it's uh it's been it's been a a real thing with all this stuff going on. Too much content. <laughs> yeah,
1: speaking of stardom, good for you, Tai Chi. Good for you. Uh, and if I if you see me glancing off to the side, that's because there's a big spider on the door. It's not quite <laughs> it's not quite sports, <laughs> but it's just it's, it's catching my attention. <laughs> I'll like <say> that. It's <laughs> like so, after so after um. Uh, Kushida beats up a potential uh, paedophile. We go to Candice LeRae VTR promo. Uh, she's pissed at Tegan. Uh, Johnny's pissed at not having a working TV. Candice continuing to cut that promo on Tegan, whilst Johnny's just focused on ordering that television. Uh, but making sure to insult the NA Championship scene as well, just insulting all of those lads, uh, especially the ones on the show tonight, in the process. Great stuff on both of them. We're there. Doing normal, I like the mixture of normal life stuff, but then mixing it in with them cutting a promo on somebody. Like, I really like that. Like the, it reminds me a bit of, um, I guess there was a string of like suburban horror movies in the 90s. Like for some, wait, it's a suburban household, but something's not quite right. <laughs> it just reminds me a little bit of that. And yeah, all for it. After yeah. That, um, ooh, oh, sorry. There you go. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to move on, so if we're on topic.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna say like I I don't know how to feel about the can about the Gargano household promos like uh, I, I I like some of the stuff they do individually, but then like when they mix it together to try to just transition or throw in lobs of the other person's stuff, I kind of I I don't really like them being a couple in this way presented on NXT, um, but you know like. Is is more screen time than Candice was getting otherwise, so I'm I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted.
1: <laughs> yeah, I th- I think I like them. I think, I think they won me over with the really cheesy one where Johnny Gargano was climbing, was fixing a light bulb whilst he was climbing the ladder. <laughs> it's cutting promo on a ladder match whilst putting a light bulb in. <laughs> for some reason, I was like that was just the right amount of corny <laughs> for me. It was just the right amount. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, so next up was, we've talked about it briefly, uh, but Jesse Kamiya and Ziya Lee versus Katie Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Uh, strikes and flips, uh, Lucha's strong style, as Barrett called it, uh, showcasing the teamwork of uh, Carter and Catanzaro, uh, the former going at it with Ziya Lee with an impressive exchange, a nice double team in the end with Casey rolling over Lee after a, I called it a Caden kick. That's just alliteration. I, I don't know what she has <laughs> actually called. And that scored the win. A uh, show, the, the kind of, I guess, another reason for this match happening a show of respect after the match with Kamia accepting it, but Xia Lee rolls out the ring and away. So she's getting some character. Rather than person who does good kicks, she's person who does good kicks and doesn't like the other people. <laughs> so it's a bit more character she's slowly progressing. And after this, we've got a bit more of a build for Drake Maverick. He comes across Killian Dane. Uh, The big lad once again states that they're they're not friends. Uh, Which then led, we didn't go straight into the tag match yet, it was Tegan Knox cutting a promo in her gaming chair, showing off her fancy white PS4 in the background, because of course it's PlayStation 5 excitement time. (laughs) She's already got a white console showing off. (laughs) Uh, Tegan says her favourite part about winning the Battle Royal next week will be seeing Candice's face as she's crowned number one contender. It was just the reverse of what Candice said. Without really much excitement, I'll be honest. I was looking at her gaming setup. <laughs> what she was saying wasn't super well, exciting.
0: One, yeah, one thing that you missed was that uh, while she, you know, she normally wears a Captain Marvel gear um, from the one scene where she could flip all the colors, but um, all the alternate colors, basically, like she actually had a Captain Marvel computer chair that she was sitting in. Oh, that's And what that then, was. Yeah. yep, and then. Uh, one thing I thought was funny, she said, like after I win, she directed her she directed her comments towards Eo. She said, "Eo, uh, I'm going to get this title shot, and next time, uh, I'm going to win the title because everything's di- everything's changed." And I was like, "Nothing, literally nothing has changed." I was like, "What?" Yeah, see, I was just trying to make my
1: brain. Think of something that's changed. It's like, oh, well, they already, she already, when she faced her, she already wasn't friends with Candice. That already happened. It <laughs> and blown up a bit. That uh, we didn't know the PlayStation Five price. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> Everything's different now. Like the game of the world's completely changed, and like world world has been entirely shot. It's just, just destroyed. It's like, oh crap, the digital edition is so much cheaper. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what's changed. <laughs> I can't think of anything serious.
0: I don't either. Yeah. Like, there is no status quo that has changed whatsoever in yeah. in in the whole dynamic between those two. So it was just like <laughs> it was just weird to me. I, you know, maybe maybe she's speaking. She's trying to speak on the fact that like Eo is not necessarily a loner in the way that she was previously. Ever since she turned on Candace, um, like she seems like to actually, uh, you know, f- found some type of friend in in Shotzi after this. Maybe, mm. but. I don't think that's what that comment was about at all.
1: Mm. (laughs) Maybe Tegan's just grown as a person, and that's what she's referring to. (laughs) She really feels herself becoming a better human being, and everything's different now because she's a a bit of a better person. I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm jigging into it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll put it down to something someone said in a wrestling promo, don't think about it. (laughs) It is one of those things. Like if you've ever tried to analyze what the '80s wrestlers are actually saying, <laughs> like don't, don't oh. think about, don't don't no, overthinking it. Like I mean, ignoring the warrior obviously does <laughs> the others as well. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, cocaine, oh. hell of a drug. <laughs> don't analyze the words. Yep. <laughs> uh, the undisputed era, Fish and Strong faced Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Uh, Maverick started the match out solo. Uh, Dane was not lying about him not giving two craps about Drake. At two on one, the Birmingham man got his ass beat and like doing his best, but the numbers game caught him again and again. A great spot with Maverick going for a bulldog into a clothesline, but Strong ducked the arm and hoisted him up and down onto the knee. That looked brutal. <laughs> I thought that was a great little sequence. That's when we cut to Killian Dane watching the match in Gorilla, just laughing at the man's misfortune. <laughs> I actually really like that little touch. Uh, after the break, I-, I loved it. Yeah, I <laughs> just, it. just him just sitting there laughing. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a great touch. Yeah. And after the break, William Regal walks up to him and pretty much just makes him go out. It's like, You are booked for this match, you know. It doesn't matter if you don't like him. Uh, but he, he didn't say any of those words, he said it with his eyes. He's <laughs> such a figure, is <laughs> William Regal. Uh, so Dane may have come out, but it wasn't out of sympathy. Uh, rolling Maverick back into the ring and just telling him take the loss like a man. There you go, I've helped you. <laughs> Walks out. <laughs> it's just, yeah, not exactly sympathetic. And D- Dane's like, well, that's me. All oh, well and good then, until the undisputed era chatted too much shit. Dane turning around and rampaging through the undisputed lads. Bobby Fish grabbing a chair and causing a DQ uh, in the end. Uh, but the one-man wrecking crew launched the lads out in anger, and and speedy a retreat up the ramp as Dane's just rattled right through them. And Drake then starts kind of hitting him on the chest, shouting at him, like, really motivated, just like, we're a team, you and me, you and me, we're a team, before Dane just clocked him in the face again. <laughs> just, yes. This Is going to be a running thing where Drake's like, we yes. will be friends, <laughs> and just gets punched in the face every time? <laughs> just, yes. As, I don't know, it's one of the, those things where, I like him where it's at at the moment, But my quick thing is, you either SNL skit it and it never evolves. (laughs) It just stays at that point and you know you're waiting for the punch every single time. Or it's a character arc and Dane learns to love other humans or at least respect them or have friendships. (laughs) You don't have to destroy everything, Killian. (laughs) It's one of the two.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I've had this pegged as... I've had this pegged as a future a ah, couple tag team in the making. Mm. Um, we, we were mentioning the lack of tag teams that they have, uh, people that are established. So, like this is one right here. Um, I, you know, I tend to, I tend to loathe matches that are. More or less, not matches are more like they're just total angles to get to whatever mm. they, do, they really want to do. Like for example, back in the back in the old days when like they would put out some whack shit between two guys wrestling, and you're like, I don't who want to watch this. Then they bring Kane or Strowman out to go murder those people. Like I, I can I tend to I tend to like hate that kind of stuff. I just find it to be a time waste, but um, I would say that like for such a you know angle angle match or whatever else like Roger Strong in and Drake Maverick, they work their asses off. Like mm. they, you would have not known that this was coming except for the fact they kept going, cutting back to, um, you know, uh, um, Regal and in Dane backstage. Like it, you thought they were going to get an actual full-on handicap match. He's going to lose at the end, and the next week he, they were going to, he's going to confront Dane about him not coming out to the match. But um, yeah, I. I, I, I <laughs> I only thing I could do is commend the talent because Drake is trying so hard, and you know Drake. I I really like Drake after the cruise away thing, and with um, with what's going on here is just that like they make him just sad sack loser person <laughs> as opposed to like underdog, and it's like eventually people are going to just like not, or maybe they already have like the woman's gonna be off the rolls on that um, like so they might want to be careful with like. Him being a dumbass getting, keeps getting punched out, because eventually like people will just lose faith.
1: Mm, I feel like they need it's kind of it's the line that TNA would dance with him, where he was either he went to sometimes he felt like a complete joke character, other times he was mm. a babyface he could really get behind. And it was always a balancing act of not going too far one way or the other. And like like hit like putting him in a really serious match is like his feud with uh, I guess the game of the Dale Phantasma was kind of building relatively nicely you're just never going to buy him as a contender which is a bit of an issue uh but like case in point is this match with ETH, ec3 in tna where they like just building something like that and he really can get you behind him so he can do it it's just whether they want to or not yeah uh, and that yeah, was... i just want to
0: yeah i just like this I, I just want him a spot as like the fifth babyface on, on the <laughs> roster I don't. I don't. I'm not saying I want him to be in a title match. I just want him to be as like, like, because he's that. He's that kind of likable. He has a he has a charm to him. Obviously, um, he popped a rating with the the whole you know cruiserweight final thing, um, or block final. Like, he has a he has something going for him. Like he tells very good stories. He's a great seller. So it's like, use that to your advantage. You know, like you already put him on TV. You already did the work of making people like somewhat give a crap about them. Like, send him out, send them out there, and don't embarrass him every single week. Mm. Like yeah. you can you can beat him to death, fine, but like you know, don't embarrass him every single week.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I like the old couple thing. It's fine. It's a bit of fun. Uh, just, as you pointed out, we've talk talking about tag teams and how it's a pretty sparse right now. So. Why not inject it? I've done that in the past. Just injected two people in there, created some bit of fun. So why not go with it? And that, yeah, was the... let the woolly mammoth,
0: let the woolly oh, mammoth, no. mammoth go nuts with a hot tag.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, yeah, that's essentially what they are building to. Such kind of teasing at the moment with him running down, destroying people, just not part of the match, just not actually as part of the team. So when you see it as part of the match on purpose, uh, it has a little meaning to it. Like you saw him destroy. And there's a nice little friendship there. And this was where we kind of got the show building to next week. So as we've talked about the main event, it's a perfect way to cap off the NXT review. So we got the attack in the parking lot, which was setting up Jake Atlas versus Tommaso Champa next week, which is also setting up Kylo Viley versus Tommaso Champa down the line. Maybe that's something we'll get at whatever this takeover thing is on October 8th. So Kylo Viley versus Champa. Get excited about that but Jake Atlas as well he's getting to step up which is awesome uh I, I, Jake Atlas one of those names from the indie scene which I've kind of just waiting to really see in NXT because we've only kind of seen him so to properly see him I'm quite excited for Regal announced the gauntlet eliminator five men you start with two a new lead every four eliminated by pinfalls or Submission that he, he he didn't say it in as British language, <laughs> but that is exactly what happened. Right. Ooh. I think it's gonna be a fun match. Yeah, it it sounds like a, a kind of concept which could build like build really nicely for like a I don't know, thirty minute period to build up the tension. I can't I can't be asked to do the math. I have no idea long how long a <laughs> uh, new lad every four minutes is of five people. There'll only be three people. So you'd only need twelve minutes to get those other guys in. First lot was yeah, yeah. The first lot one was four minutes as well.
0: So yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, and I'm I'm very glad that like they're going to like anyone get pinned or submitted at any point in time. Like one of the things that like always that I always like hmm. hate about like war games are like no one can like uh, nothing matters until the final person gets in. Yeah nothing nothing matters in theory like you know it's like all right well if it's if it's not great people are going to remember that and they're going to be like "Mm," they're going to sit on their hands (laughs) uh so like that's the issue with like you know iron iron man matches it's like unless it's great it it has it it has a time where you just know that like nothing matters until like the final you know 10-5 minutes Hmm. even
1: if you have randy orton legitimately trying to blow up john cena it doesn't matter. <laughs> just... I <forgot> about that. <laughs> A lost classic match. <laughs> I think we'll all agree. <laughs> I've no idea what year that's from. <laughs> I just remember Ooh, just halfway. I, I imagine last. twenty I imagine like twenty ten. Sounds about right. It's when they had this, that string of matches that were all yeah. fine <laughs> really.
0: Well well, I like the um the i quit or is it what was it an i quit match or was last man standing match? i think it was i quit match one where like mm. uh there was a the handcuffs and Kindle sticking like i think I, <laughs> I, I, I thought that match was great actually but all, you know for the most part most of the matches are kind of mm. there i think there's probably like, they probably had like three matches i would even consider like great
1: mm. it was actually yeah the if i'm right last man standing would have been the year after with batista where he just taped his ankles around the ring post, and that was how he won. Oh, God. <laughs> that was the big. I'm glad I blow wasn't off. Uh, Yeah, and that wasn't, if I'm right, that wasn't even like midway feud point. That was blow off <laughs> final match sort of stuff. Like, ugh. Batista quit soon after that. <laughs> Which was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like I've gone off topic a little bit. So, the Gauntlet Eliminator. That if yeah, it's a it's a new concept. It sounds intriguing enough. They've not overcomplicated it. They've not done that thing as we we're saying where you got to wait for everyone to come in. And like as much as I love the like format, you see War Games or Lethal Lockdown. Yeah, for a while you can skip in between like each entrant coming out. Really, That like, nothing really happens. War Games, I feel like has done a lot better job recently with that. Like if you ever watched Lethal Lockdowns like for TNA, it was just like nothing until <laughs> the next person came out. <laughs> it's just like ah, oh, great. Uh, but yeah, it's got me excited. This should be a fun little match. It like, feels like a match where momentum could easily carry on without much of a letdown or anything. And that's something they've kind of nailed in their War Games matches. Uh, also next week is the NXT Women's Championship number one contender battle royal. So they've built up next week quite a bit. This week was low-key, and I called my... If I was to give it a sentence score or rating, I would just say this is a building week, setting things up. And a lot of stuff is even coming directly next week building up the show a bit you're going to get number one contenders matches assumably bookending the show like maybe the battle royals starting it off and then you get the gauntlet thing at the end or you re- reverse it because the women kicked off the show in the main, main event this week you could reverse it around doesn't really matter both titles are over <laughs> it'll work fine and were set up whatever in between as well uh, looks to be a good show next week uh, but uh, yeah, do you agree with like this week's show that was a little bit of a I guess just building week
0: You are muted, James. <laughs> I had my I had my mic muted because I my my um yeah. my my seven year old cousin is like trying to fight bedtime, so I'm trying. To, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I had it muted. But um yeah, so he uh sorry brain, yeah. But uh, I like the I like to show more than you. I feel like as far I feel like it was more station to station stuff like they've been doing, but this is like the best version of the station to station stuff um they've been doing, but. Uh, like, cause I really like the matches. Like, I, I, I thought that you know, um, the main event was a great match. The opener was a great match. I really, I thought the tag match was very good. And ultimately, like, I'm a person that's more into uh the quality of the in-ring action than the storylines with NXT because the storylines are kind of left, um, you know, kind of tamped down to not like you know getting themselves into like main roster issues with continuity. So, mm-hmm. um, I. I uh I, I thought this was a, for what NXT ha, has been from what I've known it like I thought this was a great NXT show. Um, I thought this was a great Wednesday uh, and the, probably the first one uh, between NXT and Dynamite in probably like a month or so where they're both like had like just kick-ass matches on both shows. Oh yeah, well I, I think it's when we first started these shows
1: that was like the first one of the first notes we were hitting. Is if for some reason you're not watching one of them, like for some. Weird brand loyalty thing. That like mm-hmm. you're missing a, you're missing one off the really good shows. And <laughs> Both of these yeah. shows are great most weeks. Uh, AW Dynamite, yeah. as apparently, was fantastic again, which is two yep. weeks in a row. Which is like, because who would have thought an idea of building a consistent product? Like that's an insane idea. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> like surely you on purpose have crap weeks. <laughs> that's just... What a, what a what a crazy idea! Uh, but yeah, that's that's a great. Hopefully, I'll get to watch it at some point. To be fair, if I don't watch it tomorrow, when the bloody hell <laughs> am I going to watch oh, it? Oh yeah, <laughs> it all yeah. kicks yeah. Good off good on point. Saturday. Um, good point. Which then it leads me into nice promotional stuff. So I was meant to be getting out a preview, but in real life having kind of just like serious stuff going on, I've just not had the time to do it. I put in an effort. I made a Photoshop for it, but it's that's just not going to happen. But I will be uh, collabing with Sir Sam at WrestlingHeadlines.net to do a uh, column every single week. We've done it for the past two years. Uh, uh, what is it, Sam Sam himself? Oh, yeah. He's been calling himself the New Japan Noob, but he's now been a fan for like two, three years. So he's just a New Japan fan <laughs> now. <laughs> so, it made sense when I asked him to, uh, did he want to review Wrestle Kingdom with me? And he'd never watched New Japan. and I think he watched like one match or something. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. And suddenly now it's like his favourite <laughs> before AEW like that was his favourite thing <laughs> as well. So anyway, yeah, so yeah, so so Samuel can be taking taking a step back from AEW a little bit to cover G1 climax with me. So that'll be once a week a column covering the week of G One Climaxes. Our idea is five best matches of the week and your three MVPs of the week. It starts off relatively easy, right? Five matches at the start of the show. At the start of the show, like start of the um, tournament, five matches relatively easy, but very quickly it turns into pain and anguish. <laughs> You've got like twelve, and you have to whittle it down, and that. Like, but they're all amazing. How?
0: <laughs> How do I do that? Right. So, so is it like a is it like a MVP race tracker, or is it yes. just week to week MVP? Ooh, oh. that yeah, that's gonna be hard because you're gonna be going like Ishi. Ishii, Okada, Ibushi, Osprey—like you know, it's gonna—it's gonna be super hard. It's gonna be super hard. Yes. Be super hard.
1: <laughs> so uh, you get so each of us will get a point for getting a match of the week uh, that we've chosen. It's more if you're like you're ranked best of the week by somebody—that's obviously more points. MVP is your top three. So of course, third, second, third, and each of us will do that. And so Sam will tally it up for us, and <laughs> we'll get our MVP at the end of each tournament. And oh, I was about to think, could I actually find what who our MVP was last year quickly? MJPW Oh, what is it? Please say I can find this before I can sign off air. New- I imagine it was like Ishii or Osprey. Uh, new Japan Noob. Is that coming up with anything? Yes, it is. But put Noob. There we go. Oh, predictions, damn it. <laughs> I thought that'd be the column. <laughs> oh, I just Boy. clicked on it. I uh, don't know if I can be bothered to scroll all the way down on Sir Sam's things. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of time where things are about to get crazy. Just like a kind of mental kind of statement. There we go. Review. Not New Japan Cup what we did with Jeremy. Damn it. I'm <laughs> just going on over the place with these. Uh, but yes, I've I, I really enjoyed NXT. Things are about to get crazy. So you can check out. Uh, the G1 climax stuff, which we'll be doing every single week. I'm just loading the column to see who on earth we won our bloody thing before I can sign off, and I will know MVPs. Uh, the winner was Koto Ibushi, so well done him. He won overall. Koto Ibushi, Okada, then Ishii. So he did make the top three. <laughs> Ishii. Really? Yeah. Joint last place uh. was Torayano. Unfortunately, he does have uh, on the MVP. These are people who made the MVP list but only once. So Toriyano, Lance Archer and Juice Robinson and then you got a load of unscorvers as well. But yeah, Kotobushi. Obviously making the final gives you a massive boost because you've got one extra match which might kick ass and will be allowed onto the rankings. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and that one did. That final definitely kicked ass. So before I end up just talking New Japan as a could for ages. <laughs> so you can follow me on Twitter at the Implicat. I will be... I might live tweet a little bit during the G1 Climax, but we'll wait and see. And I'll be writing notes and things for the column. I won't be going live. I think I might be going live after the final. We'll wait and see. That might be like a next day recording type thing as well, because for Americans, it's not exactly the best hour to be going live immediately after a New Japan show. You have to be a little bit mental, more mental than me even. (laughs) I think it would be like 6, 7 a.m. start time for the post show, which is a little bit crazy. Sounds about right. Mm. sounds about right yeah so I know uh, Man and, and Jeff from uh, Kingdom of Honor have done that with me in the past they are crazy <laughs> for doing that <laughs> absolutely mental uh, but yeah so any, follow me on Twitter at look out for that I will be back in terms of ears and stuff for the Raw review on Tuesday to talk about whatever happens on Monday Night Raw this week I, this week was mostly positive, apart from a thirty-minute block where I was just like sh- ranting out, like nothing happened <laughs> for thirty minutes, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's just, uh, it confuses things when I'm meant like I'm keeping a log of when my fatigue point hits with raw because like I've I've saying the shows are too long. I feel I start to feel it. Well, makes sense to note when that happens. Then I don't know if it counts when I enjoyed the entire show apart from a thirty-minute block. I'm <laughs> just like, ugh. Does this count as a fatigue point when I just want it to end and <laughs> just skip through it? <laughs> ah. anyway. So, uh, James, where can where can they find you? What have you got stuff coming out in the next little while?
0: Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at James Boyd eighty seven. Yeah. Um, you can also uh, see some of the happenings at um Social Suplex at Social Suplex on Twitter, and also at One Radio. Um, I imagine that we're going to do one nation radio on Sunday. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I'm after this show is done. Um, I'm going to, uh, because the NBA playoff game just wrapped up. I'm going to pop on stardom and watch the, um, the penultimate night of, uh, their version of the G one, the grand prix. And then like, I'm going to figure out what the playing scenarios are for the final night. And then like, I'll, and then from there, like I guess I'll post it on Twitter if you guys are into that or whatever else. But like, um, a lot of good wrestling. Like for for my money, like, um, I thought Stardom was the best wrestling promotion in the world in June, so or July. So, uh, but yeah, and that's before we the tournament even came started. This tournament started in August, but uh, yeah, it's just um. That's the kind of stuff I'm into right now. But <laughs> um, it, it's gotta, it's. I, I'm just like now getting stressed out over how much stuff there is now that I got like, fully like quantified. It. Like it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be a mess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tune in and we'll we'll cover the the beautiful mess. <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, as I personal note, because we talked about the G1 climax, uh, listen to a Keeping It Strong Style show from this week, where we uh, yes. Chris Samza, uh, uh, the stats guy, uh, to go th- to do a preview for the tournament. It's another Lord of the Rings epic. This time, Return of the King. <laughs> it's a really long one, and uh, I'm currently about maybe just shy of halfway through. <laughs> I'm chipping away at it when I can <laughs> to get ready for g one climax. Um, so, what speed do you listen to
0: podcasts at? Normal. I don't do it at times or anything. Yeah, uh, I'm not like is it, Max, is it because I don't like
1: for anything ridiculous? <laughs> just normal. Speed. Is
0: it because of uh, is because of American accents? No.
1: No, no, English Ooh. podcasts are the same. I just I don't do
0: it at times too. I just kind of would put them on at a normal speed. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, you got to get on that amp. Like once you do it, it'll change your life. You're like I can't believe that like I used to listen to stuff at like uh, regular speed. Like you'll get through so many more things that you wanted that you like wanted to get to. Cause, you know, like podcasts. Like you feel like you would listen to like either like none of them or all of them. So mm. um, it it will greatly like you know help you on that as far as like you know saving time that sort of thing mm-hmm. that's what Max said listening <laughs> to it at what time six yeah. I don't know
1: what he's on now <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: at I'm at two and a half now
1: mm. Mm. yeah just normal speed Matt at the moment <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice <Night> and slow
1: <laughs> just enjoy my zen I'll be playing a video game and I'll purposefully walk through a city I won't even run <laughs> I'll just walk and take it in <laughs> The world designer spent bloody ages on this game and you're telling me to run from A to B and not take any of it in. No, (laughs) I'm going to go at a nice leisurely pace. I'll get there in my own time, thank you. This is literally the only time I can say the plane won't leave without me. It won't. I have to bloody trigger the the code to do it. It will not leave until I trigger that code. I'll take my time, thank you very much. Uh, Anyway, before I drift off on another tangent, I say uh, thank you to uh, James for joining me to go through the show uh, this week. You can follow him on Twitter at JamesBoyd87. And I know it by heart now. <laughs> I've only done it. I've it so many times <laughs> to get it into the screen. Uh, and yeah, check him out One Nation Radio, which may. They've got the last week's show. You can listen to that now. Uh, the whole archive is out there. But uh, this week's show, he's yeah. just told you about that. And I've already plugged. It's George, I've already plugged my thing with uh, Sam. Uh, there's probably something else that I'm forgetting that happens every bloody week. <laughs> there's so much to run down. I'll just say, are we back on Tuesday? Uh, and with that, I, I bid with you adieu, and James bids you later, tomorrow, lads.
0: Ten.